Hello, everyone. Welcome to Minghui Radio, bringing you podcasts of stories relating to the persecution of Falun Gong in China, insights and experiences gained by practitioners during the course of their cultivation, special items of interest, and music composed and performed by Dafa practitioners. The following is an experience-sharing article from the 20th China Farway on Mingwei.org, entitled Opposing the Persecution and Fulfilling My Mission with Rationality and Compassion, by a Falun Dafa practitioner in China. The English translation was published on the Mingwei website on November 10th, 2023. Greetings, Master. Greetings, fellow practitioners. In the past 11 years of my cultivating Falun Dafa, Master Li, the founder of the practice, has been taking care of me along the way. I learned to let go of various attachments and human notions that are inconsistent with Dafa and continually do better. Over the course of the persecution, I was arrested three times. I was not intimidated, but kept telling the authorities about what Falun Dafa is and why the persecution is wrong. I know it's my mission to help people know the facts and be saved. Below are some of my experiences. Part 1. Arrest and Detention When I distributed information about Falun Dafa in 2022, someone reported me to the police and I was kept in a detention centre for a day. The officers there asked where I got the materials. I refused to tell them but recounted the content of the materials and urged the officials not to participate in the persecution. Some officers understood and one of them agreed to quit the Chinese Communist Party, CCP, and its affiliated youth organisations. The police gave me a 12-day criminal detention. When I protested, one officer said to me, It's not up to us, since this is an order from higher-ups. Due to the quick rise of positive COVID-19 cases during that time, the local detention centre couldn't admit me, and the police allowed me to go home. On February 8, 2023, about two weeks after the 2023 Chinese New Year, five police officers and several 610 office agents showed up at my home. They ransacked my place and confiscated 46 Falun Dafa books. I tried to stop them but the officers still arrested me and sent me to a detention centre on February the 10th after forcing me to go through a series of physical examinations. In the detention centre, I treated the inmates kindly. I told them about Falun Dafa and that one would receive blessings for following their conscience. They regretted the bad deeds they did in the past and said they would not do them again in the future. Some also quit the CCP while others say they would always remember the phrases Falun Dafa is good and truthfulness, compassion, forbearance is good. I was happy for them. Several officers came to the detention centre on February 17th to interrogate me, including a police chief, the domestic security office director and several other officers from the county police department. They demanded to know who made the Falun Dafa books and materials confiscated from me. They also brought letters written by my husband and son, which I suspected were written under pressure, to persuade me to quit practising Falun Dafa. I refused to read them. The county domestic security office director 
threatened to give me a prison term of three to seven years if I did not tell them the source of the Falun Dafa books and materials. I said, you are trying to frame me and ordering me to do the same. That is not possible. I am a Falun Dafa practitioner who follows the principles of truthfulness, compassion, forbearance, and I would not betray others. I continued, If you use this as an excuse to harm other practitioners, it is even worse. I am not afraid of persecution. I was a late-stage breast cancer patient. Doctors said I could not live for more than three years. Now I'm still alive after more than 11 years of practicing Falun Dafa, and I enjoy very good health. I also explained to them that by supporting the innocent, they would be blessed with safety and happiness. Throughout the process, the police chief did not say a word. Upon leaving, he specifically came over and said to me, I want to wish you well. I smiled at him and said, I also wish you and your family well. Four days later, on February 21st, two officers from the county procuratorate came to interview me. Your case is serious because this is the third time you have been arrested, said one officer. They asked me to sign a document, and I refused. Instead, I told them facts about Falun Dafa and the persecution. After about 20 minutes, one of the officers said they were going to release me on bail. They demanded that I keep my cell phone on as they might contact me at any time. I told them I didn't do anything wrong, and I urged them to treat Dafa practitioners well. I said that by protecting the innocent with conscience and kindness, they would be blessed. Part 2. Meeting the Lawyer The police picked me up from the detention centre on February 23rd and took me to the police station. They also told me that my husband and son had been working hard to rescue me. They'd paid a 5,000 yuan bond for my bail. Upon my return home... My husband told me he had hired a lawyer. Had I not been released that day, he would have come with the lawyer to the detention centre to request my release. After returning home, I took a shower and knelt down before the portrait of Master Lee, thanking him for protecting me. My celestial eye saw that Master's portrait was glittering with a golden light. I felt grateful to be a Dafa practitioner and protected by Master. My husband also told me that the police called him several times during my detention, asking for information about other practitioners. They promised to give me a lighter term in exchange, but my husband also refused to answer. He said to the police, My wife has the freedom to do what she likes and to interact with the people she wants to. If she'd rather suffer detention herself rather than reveal information to you, then I won't say anything either. Whatever we say, it might result in the suffering of another family, and that's something we don't want to happen. I was very moved and thanked my husband. He asked, You have endured so much, do you regret it? I replied, No, not at all. It is Master Lee and Falun Dafa who gave me a new life and taught me to be a better person. I always feel so fortunate and thankful. When we met the lawyer on June 20th, I realised he was a former prosecutor whom I knew before. He took out the judicial interpretations from the Supreme People's Court 
and Supreme People's Procuratorate for me to read. I said those were invalid since they contradicted the freedom of belief specified in the Constitution. I then spent two hours explaining to him how Falun Dafa has benefited society, why the suppression is wrong, and how badly practitioners have been mistreated for their belief. I also said to him, no matter which stage my case is, I can only accept a not guilty plea. I hope you don't have any negative thoughts about Dafa, and you don't try to plead guilty on my behalf in exchange for a lighter sentence. That's not helping me, but harming me. Before the lawyer left, I emphasised to him, if you don't feel comfortable entering a not guilty plea for me in court, you don't have to talk. I will be testifying in my own defence. I take it as a process of clarifying the facts. The lawyer nodded. Part 3. Standing my ground. My husband and son told me that my case had been transferred to the procuratorate of another city. The authorities demanded that I sign a statement to renounce Falun Dafa in front of the police and prosecutors from both places. I knew this was a war between good and evil, so I sent forth righteous thoughts quietly. I said to them, Both of you know Dafa is good, and I am innocent. By signing the statement, I admit I am guilty of practising Dafa. That would be a disgrace to Dafa. Cultivation is very serious, and I can't make such mistakes. I continued, You have witnessed the positive changes in me after I took up Falun Dafa. In this chaotic world, Falun Dafa tells people to be good and is the only hope for mankind. After pausing for a few minutes, my son said, You always talk about being considerate of others. Don't you care about me? I said I do care about them, and explained that it's because of a predestined relationship that we became a family in this world. My son said he and my husband knew Daffa is good, and they were also grateful to Master Lee, but they didn't want to see me being persecuted. He said you and father have worked so hard over 30 years to start this family business, and it is going well. We know the hardship. The CCP is the ruling party and we don't have any other option but to follow it. As long as you sign the statement giving up your belief, things will be over and we can live a normal life. It is as if someone is holding a knife and trying to kill you, but you are still dashing forward. Why don't you step to the side and dodge it? He almost cried as he talked. I asked my son not to worry about me. Then I said, Standing up to safeguard the truth is not easy, and I choose to endure all of this myself. If it is too much for you or your father, your father and I can file for divorce, and you can announce that you disown me as your mother. If we have to do that, it's not your fault or my fault. It is the vicious CCP that has brought endless pain and suffering to countless families. You will always be my mum, my son said. Okay then, I replied. In that case, we are still a family, and we should support each other through this difficult period together. Maybe you also have the responsibility of helping me in this tribulation. I sent forth righteous thoughts for an hour, 
and decided to visit a local practitioner who had more experience in opposing the persecution. She offered to submit my case to the Mingwei website to expose the persecution. Another practitioner printed experience-sharing articles for me to read, as well as legal materials from Minghui and articles that exposed the CCP's past brutalities and lies. The next day my son gave me a ride to the procuratorate. I kept sending forth righteous thoughts and recited the poem What's There to Fear from Hong Yin Tu. Quote, If you have fear, they will grab you. Once your thought is righteous, evil will collapse. People practicing cultivation filled with fire, sending righteous thoughts, exploding rotten ghosts. Gods are in the world, validating fire. Unquote. After arriving at the procuratorate, I discovered that the police and the other prosecutor were also there. They quickly finished handing off the case without asking me to sign anything. A seemingly intense persecution was resolved. Part 4. My husband seeks justice for me. For many years, my husband and I have provided financial support to several students, poor families and other organisations. In an effort to help me, my husband reached out to them. He explained the persecution I was facing and asked if they could provide affidavits to testify about my character. Because of practising Falun Dafa to be a better person, my wife was persecuted and is facing a prison sentence. Please help her if you can, he said. My wife often tells me that no matter how society has changed, we cannot abandon our conscience. Following the principles of truthfulness, compassion, forbearance is the best. Because of Falun Dafa, she has better health and has become a better person. We have all witnessed this, my husband added. Many people and institutions sent us thank you letters, and my husband forwarded them to the procuratorate to support me. My case is not yet over, but as a Falun Dafa practitioner, I know Master is watching over me, and I will make the best of these opportunities for people to know the facts and make the right choice for their future. is an experience-sharing article entitled Cultivate Away Resentment by a Falun Dafa practitioner in China. The article was published on the Minghui website on November 5, 2023. I used to have strong resentment. I would have resentment as soon as I was treated just a little bit unfairly. I complained and blamed others and was in great agony. I identified this attachment after I started practicing Falun Dafa and tried very hard to get rid of it. Part 1. Letting go of resentment towards my parents. My stepfather never treated me well, even when I was little. He often swore at me with vicious words. He treated everyone like this. It hurt me badly. I felt very wronged and developed great resentment towards him. I frequently got ill as a child. My mother sent me to live with my grandma, who took care of me because my mom had to work. She only came to see me occasionally. This pained me a great deal. 
My grandma didn't teach me any life skills. I didn't know how to communicate or interact with people, which affected me later on in life. I had no friends at school and didn't know how to communicate with my peers. I didn't dare to talk to female classmates. I had low self-esteem and was very introverted. I was bullied at school and at work. Life was unsatisfactory and I developed resentment towards my parents. When I just started practicing Falun Dafa, I didn't realize how much resentment I had for my parents. I only put up with them regardless of how many grudges and how much bitterness I had. As my cultivation went on, I realized that it was not good enough just to forbear it superficially. I must truly let go of this attachment. My stepfather asked me a question that was a brain teaser during dinner one evening. I answered him, but he got emotional and started to argue with me and used harsh words. He grabbed my arm and I got angry and told him sternly that I didn't want to continue. I asked him to sit down and not pester me. Then I realized that I lost my rationality due to my long-term resentment for my stepfather and wanted to prove he was wrong by arguing with him. If it were not for my stepfather, I would not have argued or gotten angry like this. I looked within and found that I had resentment, competitiveness, a mentality of validating myself, impatience, seeking fame and personal gain, selfishness, and revenge. I behaved poorly. When I was sending forth righteous thoughts to eliminate these attachments, my mother scolded me, which tested my forbearance. Luckily, I calmed down at the time and was not controlled by my demon nature. I felt light after I finished sending forth righteous thoughts. I went to the living room to have a look. My stepfather was lying on the sofa playing on his cell phone as if nothing had happened. It was an illusion. Part 2. Letting Go of Hatred Towards Evildoers I was arrested twice for clarifying the truth to people. I was detained at the detention center once and got fired from my job three times. Life was not good to me. After each incident, I developed hatred towards the police and those who reported me to the police. I hated them for depriving me of my ability to work. Now I realize that however many bad things they did to me, Master transformed them into good things for me. Without them, I would not have become as rational and steadfast and dafa as I am today. Those tribulations were illusions and were arranged to temper me as a dafa practitioner. I saw that I should treat them with righteous thoughts and cultivate myself well. I no longer hate those who persecute me, nor do I complain about my situation. Instead, I thank them for helping me let go of human attachments, which led to my improvement. I feel sorry for them because they are hurting themselves by committing wrongdoing. I hope they still have opportunities to know the truth and be saved. Part 3. Resentment's Connection to Other Attachments When looking within, I find that resentment is connected to many other attachments. Resentment originates from selfishness and the attachment to oneself. It is a negative feeling. Resentment is accompanied with competitiveness, jealousy, and revenge. It seldom exists alone. These attachments are connected to and reinforce each other and manifest simultaneously. As long as one of the attachments is not let go, the rest are hard to let go of. 
As long as one of the attachments remains, the rest will come back, so we must cultivate all of them away. These attachments have casual connections. It seems that a person is arguing about who is right and who is wrong. Actually, his resentment causes such behavior. His resentment comes from jealousy. Resentment also develops due to one's attachments to fame or personal gain. Resentment originates from selfishness. If one wants to get rid of this attachment, he'd better dig out the root. After going through many tribulations, I realized that there is nothing unfair and there is no evil person. Master wants to perfect me and let me get rid of my attachments so I can enlighten amidst tribulations. Looking back, I realized that I was too foolish to recognize this principle. I fell into the trap of arguing about who was right and who was wrong, who was good and who was bad, and who suffered a loss. I was tormented by this attachment and couldn't charge forward and failed to cultivate diligently. Going forward, I will conduct myself more strictly with the Fa principles and put them into practice without knowingly straying from them. Thank you for listening to the Minghui Radio Podcast. For more information, including news about the persecution of Falun Gong practitioners in China and experience sharing stories by practitioners around the world, please visit our website at en.minghui.org.